It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard for the uh, Monday edition of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. We'll have another special guest today. Actually, we're booked all week, right? Yeah, well... Almost. So you just have to confirm with everyone, but I think we have our line. Oh, I was proactive in getting our guest this week. Yeah, you were on fire. Yeah, I have to. It, it, it's it's not often that I have to start a week by complimenting you, but I, I know, right? Usually, you're just making you're, fun of me for something. You're due. You're, you're due a compliment. <laughs> My monthly so. compliment. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Um, uh, Mike McAndrews is going to join us today. I'm excited about this because he's a guy that's been in the area almost as long as me, and I've never met him. I've never had an opportunity to talk to him, uh, and I'm excited about it because uh, I call him one of the best-kept secrets in the Blue Water area. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Cardinal Mooney boys basketball uh, mm-hmm. and uh, what's been going on uh, there really for quite a while, Yeah, uh, quite a bit of success. But uh, social mediaize us. Yep, uh, Twitter, G underscore Stuck on Sports. That's where we do the bulk of our, you know, information is where you can get it from there facebook will put up like when we go live for games whenever games come back and uh we'll put up new podcasts there like we put up some stuff on facebook but twitter is the main spot uh for all the information that we know and whether it's mhsaa stuff whether it's stuff about us whatever follow us on twitter that's where you can get most of the info and we may get more information later in the week i'm not really sure how this is going to work out well no because yeah it's what uh sunday is when this pause is supposed to end um again no idea i doubt they're going to let it go all the way until sunday so maybe by friday we'll have something to talk about in that regard well we will have something to talk about uh, when we come back because we'll have uh, mike uh, mcandrews here and we'll get things rolling in just a moment Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. It's the story of my basketball career. What? Personal fouls. <laughs> that implies you were on the floor. I was the foul guy. Stucky, yeah. get in there and foul that kid. <laughs> Uh, one day, one day I'll tell you about my glorious basketball career. I didn't even know there was one. Yes, it, it was uh, one one season at glorious Bishop Foley in the old days. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on. It wasn't as prestigious as your career. Well, of course not. Yeah. <clears throat> your your claim to fame is beating uh, DJ in a free throw shooting contest. It is. Well, and you too. I wasn't really playing. I just shot for fun. Anyway. I knew I was terrible. Anyways, let's bring in Mike McAndrews, who's not – Terrible. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's out there going, Cardinal Mooney, Stucky. What are you talking about Cardinal Mooney for? Because in boys and girls basketball for the past 20 years, they've been actually one of the most consistent programs in the area. And, well, let me let me just put it to you this way. 2010, Cardinal Mooney made it to the state finals. Okay. How many other teams 
not named Romeo Weems <laughs> from our area have made it to a quarterfinal. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in boys' basketball, we are starved for winners, to be quite honest about mm-hmm. it. Um, and here we have a, a, a little tiny program in uh, Marine City that, uh, well, I'll just take the last six years, Coach, um, before we officially welcome you in. 81 and 57. Um, at, at least three district championships, maybe four. Um, a league championship in 17-18, and the league is not easy um, with Waterford Lakes and, and Foley mm-hmm. and some of the teams uh, that are in there. I don't know if Everest is in your league in basketball. They're down one. They're down one. Okay. Uh, and as we mentioned in uh, in 2010, uh, they go to the uh, state championship game and run into – Muskegon West uh, Michigan Christian, who is on the way to winning their third straight title. Um, and yet, as I recall, it was a very competitive basketball game. So let's start there. Um, how close were you? Um, pretty close. It ended up being, I believe, a nine-point game. Um, we got down big early. I mean, their length bothered us that night, that afternoon. Um, you know, that, that particular team had one kid over six foot on it for us. Um, and they probably were the fiercest group of competitors I've ever coached. Um, so I knew they weren't going to give up. We got down 18 at one point in that game and then cut it to four with about three minutes left. Um, and then, of course, their length took over a little bit for us, but it was competitive. I, I joke all the time. They had a Division One player, Evan Bruinsma, who ended up at University of Detroit, Mercy. Uh, had a really good career there. Had Didn't have a scholarship offer before the state championship game, so we did him a favor, got him a scholarship <laughs> offer that night because we couldn't keep him off the glass. So before we get into like today, just t- talk about how special is a run like that to go because it's it's what over the span of three weeks and you know multi- it's not like football where it's every Friday every you know it's a couple games a week you win a district in three days you're playing in a regional you win a regional in three days you're playing in a quarterfinal how do you enjoy that but also stay ready that whole time yeah it's uh it's it's almost half a season in three weeks I mean you're playing you got, I think you got to win eight to win the whole thing eight or nine to win the whole thing. Um, our goal that particular year, uh, uh, before that, in 2009, we ran into Parkway Christian in the district final, who was ranked number two in the state, had, was undefeated at the time. Mm. We lost at the buzzer in overtime. Um, that ate at us for a solid year. I had a good group of juniors that year that lost that. So our goal was to win the district. Um, after that, we went to the regional, and you just start scouting opponents, and you go, we got a shot. I think we're good enough. We're okay. I think our kids play hard enough, and it's, it's literally one game at a time. You enjoy it for that night. The hard part about it is the more success you have, you can't really enjoy it until the whole thing's over and you get a chance to reflect on it because your, your turnaround time is so fast. Right. Um, the one game that I think for us uh, was kind of the deciding factor when I was like, we're really that good. We played a Bay City All Saints team in the quarterfinal mm. um, that was ranked third in the state, had, was undefeated, and had two six eight twins. Um, and we end up winning by five. I just had a group of – Guys that just wanted to play together, wanted to play for each other, played hard. You know, you get to that point in the season, everybody's good. You're just literally X's and O's and making adjustments. And that's mm-hmm. the, the beautiful thing because your team's coaching themselves. They're motivating themselves. I've had years where you got to spend a good portion of the time motivating kids. It's never f- that much fun. When you get to that stage of the season and you know you got a good team and they're motivated, mm-hmm. you're just concentrating on game plan and X's and O's. You know, it's really easy, too, for uh, – guy like me and a guy like Brady to say, okay, 
they've got a mismatch on you. Why aren't they just pounding it inside all night long? It's not as easy as that, is it? No, it's not because we were small, but we pressured the ball really good. So they had an advantage, but getting the ball was going to be where we thought we could we could uh, take advantage of it. If we pressured their guards enough into some bad passes, so we took advantage of our size um, and then forced them – you know, to do a few different things. Every time they caught it in the post, we doubled them, made them make some decisions, put those big guys in, in passing decisions that they weren't comfortable doing. Um, but, yeah, at that point of the season, you're just literally game planning. And it's it's a fun thing to do and to reflect on, you know, 10 years later. We actually brought that team back last year to celebrate their 10-year anniversary last year. There are a couple of down years after that. Obviously, in high school, you move a class through. They were mm-hmm. exceptional. Yeah, You struggle a little bit. But then about five years later – you got back to the regional final. Um, and Quarterfinal. Yeah, the, the, and it's like at, yeah. at that point you're thinking back on, well, we made this run before. This could happen again. Yeah, and um, it, it was one of those – you know, in high school basketball, especially at Cardinal Mooney, being the small school that we are, it's pretty uh, cyclical with classes, right? Like that particular team in 10 had nine seniors on it. Um, you build again. Often when you get nine seniors graduating, you're then – coaching some youngsters, freshmen, sophomores, Mm -hmm. guys with first-year varsity experience. So you're kind of starting over. And then you hope to see that come to fruition by the time there are sophomores, juniors, seniors. And that's kind of what happened there is, you know, that team graduated. We did one returning starter kid that got any playing time the next year. Um, And then we just kind of built some younger guys into the program. And then five years later, we're back in a quarterfinal uh, playing for a chance to go to Breslin again. So how hard at Cardinal Mooney, since you don't have, you know, a thousand kids to pick from – that you do have to take some lumps with freshmen and sophomores. You don't have the necessarily always have the luxury of, well, you know, all right, they play freshman, they play JV, now they're a junior, now they're physically ready. Sometimes it's baptism by fire for these kids. How hard is it to kind of, you know, get these kids ready to play against, you know, 18-year-olds when they can't even drive yet? For sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, I, I, I've been at Cardinal Mooney. This would, be my, would have been, if, we'd ever, hmm. if we ever start, my hmm. 23rd season at Cardinal Mooney, and I'm a graduate of the school, so – I'm pretty deeply tied there and have a, right. an affinity for the school. Um, so you have to be comfortable with losing. Like there's there's nothing wrong with losing and learning from losing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a challenge as a coach when you have a, y- a group of youngsters and you're losing um, and you try to keep them motivated. That's the hardest part is to let the, try and get a 16- or a 15-year-old to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Hey, I kept you on varsity for a reason because I know how these things work out. And if you put the time in um, – you know, and you continue to stay focused on what our plan is, things will pay off for you. But that's hard to do for at a 15, at 15 years old, right? right? Um, playing against 18-year-olds. You know, our schedule, one of the things I learned early on is uh, with, every, with every school getting in the state playoffs, right? It's not like football where you had to win six games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and from a safety perspective, I can go play anybody in the state. And nine times out of ten, I'm walking out with the same 15 kids I walked in with, right? Mm-hmm. We may lose by 100, but we're, we're all getting out of there. So we'll play anybody. Uh, we petitioned the Catholic League three years in a row to go up a division, and they finally approved it last year. Uh, so we went out. We are by far the smallest school in our league. It's Gabriel Richard, Bishop Foley, Shrine, Cardinal Mooney, uh, Cranbrook. Hmm. Uh, we ended up in the Catholic League championship because of it. Like I'm just convinced that the better competition you play, the better your teams are going to be prepared for March. And then you get into the, the postseason – um, you're feeling good about yourself. You're going to play a, a district final, and then everything gets shut down, and you never get to play that game. Um, it, I, I guess it's bad for the kids coming back, but it's worse, I think, for the seniors who left. 
Yeah, it is. Well, that remains to be seen, right, if this plays out how long right. for our current seniors. Um, that, in all my years coaching, that was the hardest conversation I've ever had to have. And, again, like last year, like the year I talked about in 2010, nine seniors on last year's team. Uh, we're getting prepared to go to film on a Thursday right before practice mm -hmm. to prepare for our district finals opponent on Friday. I get a phone call and subsequently walk in and have to tell our entire team, but more importantly, nine seniors, that their high school careers are over. And it was an emotional conversation for them. It was emotional for me. You know, when, when student-athletes around the state, this, isn't, this was not something that was subject to Carter Mooney students. When teams and kids, and you get them to put, invest that much time and effort into something, the one thing you want to see them do is be able to go out on their own terms. Mm -hmm. And for them not to be able to do that last year was heartbreaking. Uh, hopefully our seniors this year get an opportunity to – to go out on their terms, whether I, you know, it, I say to our guys now, you know, they complain about the mask or no fans or all of this. I got nine guys I could call right now. If I told them they had to finish their season wearing a mask and no fans, they'd be there. Right. And I've said before on this, um, <clears throat> even if you guys were to say run into a buzzsaw of a team and lose a game by twenty some, at least you have that. You have that final chapter. That's right. You know. Because the not knowing's the worst part, but... Yeah, we felt good about it, right? So did every other team playing that was going to play on Friday night. But we felt good about our chances. We were going to go to a regional um, at Everest against some teams we'd already beaten that year. Again, it's March. You have no idea how it's going to play right. out. But we felt good about it. It wasn't like we were running into Southfield Christian in the district final. Mm -hmm. you know. So we thought we had an opportunity to play for a chance to at least get to quarterfinal or final four. You mentioned the, the schedule in, in basketball, and it is a little bit different than football or a sport where everybody doesn't get in. The The key, with for me at least, in basketball isn't how you play at the beginning. It's how you're playing when the postseason begins, and your record really doesn't matter. I've seen a lot of teams, they come into a, a district, or, or I see them show up at a regional, and they've got nine wins. Mm -hmm. And you're like, how did this team get here? And then you watch them play, and you realize, oh, they're they're pretty good, and at some point during the season they figured it out. You know, two things, especially with schools like ours, when you get into the smaller schools, right, there's two reasons. Your your record can be bad. It could be the division you play in, for instance, for us, right? Like, we could be 500 but feel really good about our chances in a Class D district. Uh, we uh, Our goal every year is to compete for at least a district championship, um, and that's why we build our schedule around that. Um, the other point of it, to your point, is – is there are things throughout the course – basketball is the longest season there is, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you, it's a grind. Um, there are things at the beginning of the season – we often don't play well at the beginning of the season or don't win a ton of games often at the beginning of the season because we stay focused on step-by-step -step throughout the process of the season, right? Like we focus on, on what we can be good at early and then continue to, to kind of plug some, some things in. The other aspect of that is how veteran is your team, right? Like oftentimes when you've got younger kids – you, it, it's a growing process throughout the course of the year, and you hope by the time you hit mid-February that you're hitting your stride and getting into playoff mode. And kids are, and I like to call them, no longer their grade level. So if I got a freshman, he should be playing like a sophomore by the time we hit, you know, February or March. How hard is it to schedule some bigger schools? Do, do you often get dismissed? Oh no, well, no, we don't need to play a class D school because they're also thinking, you know, if they're a class B, oh, we want to get ready for our district. They're looking for class A's and they're looking for bigger schools than them. Yeah, so uh, oftentimes 
luckily for myself in the area and, the, and, the, and being in the Blue Water area and building relationships with a lot of the mm-hmm. coaches, they've taken our program pretty serious and know that they can get most likely a p- competitive game out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times when we try and schedule outside the Blue Water area, it's, it's a no-win It's a no win for a lot of bigger schools right. that don't know how competitive we can be, right? If they lose to us, oh, boy, right? If yeah. they don't beat us by at least 20, it's still a loss for a lot of them. You know what I mean? Um, but the coaches in the area know that we're going to give them a good competitive game. So, for instance, Lance and I have talked. We're supposed to schedule to go up and play Cross-Lex this year. He's mm-hmm. got a loaded team. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us, and I think we're going to be competitive. Um, so, yeah, when you get outside of that, a lot of schools aren't willing to uh, – that don't know our program well enough think that we're not going to be able to give them a competitive, competitive enough game. But uh, if you were to look at our schedule over the last five years, for instance, last year we had one other Class D school on our schedule, and I think it's that way again this year. Brady's not a fan of the Macomb Area Conference, <laughs> and it sounds to me like you, you've got a school that would join your area league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> would love that. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break here, and then we'll be back with more of uh, Coach uh, Mike McAndrews from uh, Marine City Cardinal Mooney Boys Basketball in just a moment. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
The city of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and Brady and Coach Mike McAndrews from Marine City Cardinal Money is with us. We're talking some boys uh, basketball. Boy, I wish we were actually talking boys Mm -hmm. basketball. But... Yeah, right about now you'd be getting what for your uh, holiday tournament? Yeah, we host a holiday tournament every year. This is the first time in who knows how long as both a player and a coach. And I've been around the game since I was like five. I haven't had a break. I went and played, played small college, came back and coached right away. Um, so I, anybody that listens to me now, I'll tell you, my wife had no idea how much she doesn't like me until I had to stay home this much. <laughs> I've noticed a theme. <laughs> Yeah, that happens at a lot yeah, of places. Yeah. I noticed my wife has been spending a lot of time down in the basement. Yeah, I had no this. idea how how uh, <laughs> how many times the Amazon guy was dro- dropping off at our door either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens. Yeah, uh, a lot at uh, at our place too. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, great, this is the package because Brady and I have been waiting for some packages. Yeah, um, for some stuff so that we can actually do phone interviews uh, in our little studio makeshift yeah. studio. Here and uh, yeah, every package is uh, for, for Katie, <laughs> not for me. My stuff still isn't there yet. Anyways, I lament as I as I often uh, do. Um, over the years at at Cardinal Money, obviously you've had some really good teams, but again, it's one of the best kept secrets. Who are the guys that have come through that have been just been an absolute joy for you to coach? You know, it's there's a whole handful of kids that I still have quality relationships with uh, as adults. One of the things that I think our program is really good at is, you know, to, to me, it's not just about you know winning basketball games. As a coach, my philosophy is if you're if you're not in it to, to help change lives first and foremost, then you're in it for the wrong reason. Like if if we can help create a, a better a uh, man, a better husband, a better father, a uh, better son. That's the that's the ultimate goal. So there are there there's been some tough times with players to get that message across. There's no better motivator in our program than the bench. Um, but it, it, it the relationship is different with each kid too because it depends on what you went through. Some kids have been unbelievable to deal with. You know that 2010 team sticks out to me because those guys and I. You know, as adults now have this relationship where we still get together. We still go out to, you know, we'll grab, go grab a drink or dinner. Mm. Um, one of the guys is a former coach, as I told you, uh, at the collegiate level. Uh, Andrew Beeler, who's a guy out here who just ran for right. office yeah. and won. 
uh, is a guy that is, in my opinion, one of the best leaders I've ever coached, uh, Naval Academy graduate. His resume speaks for itself. Um, we have an alumni scrimmage, which this will be the first year we haven't done it in 23 years, where we'll get 30, 40 guys back to scrimmage against our team. And I think that speaks volumes of what the program did for them, uh, the feelings they have toward it, towards it to come back and, and help the current guys. And it's really good for our players to see the faces that are and the shoulders that our program is built on because it is about those guys to us. Uh, one of the reasons I've never entertained seriously leaving Cardamone is because of those relationships. Uh, I just I, I love building the relationship with the player. I love getting through to a kid. You know, we had a kid last year who graduated. He was All-State, point guard, really good, Nolan Julio. He was really hard for me to get through to for the course of th two or three years as a youngster. Had a tremendous amount of skill, um, but he was really hard for me to get through to and understand. And when he got it, the lights went on, our relationship changed, and he's a kid that still to this day will text me mm -hmm. three, four times a week as he's playing in college now. Yeah, sometimes uh, a kid can be too good for his own good. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or think he is. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, so, well, I mean, you talk about building the program. I mean, obviously one of your, well, I guess famous things, your calling cards, uh, Brandon Folsom did an article on it, your preseason conditioning, yeah. your track week. Tell, yeah. us, tell us about that. So that's a thing. Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the name Dave Jackson. So Dave Jackson was the coach at Carter Mooney. Um, before I was. He was my mm -hmm. coach my freshman, sophomore year, and then my, actually my oldest brother, Jim, who's now a high school official, uh, was my high school coach. He's 10 years older than I am, um, so that was really fun for two years. Um, mm -hmm. But Dave started in the, in the early 80s this conditioning program, and it was essentially to weed out kids that weren't serious about it and to get in shape, and mm -hmm. it, that program hasn't changed the last 40 years, and it's something that, it, you know, it, we continue to do it every year because, A, it gets in shape, B, we can't get in the gym usually yet because volleyball's still going, and they got carte blanche for right. gym times and those types of things. But the, the, the third reason is that it, it builds a brotherhood, but it also weeds out kids that aren't serious about it. You know, as you know, when you have a successful program, everybody kind of wants to be a part of that, right? And you get kids that come out and go, I'm going to play basketball this year. I haven't touched a basketball in three years, but I'm going to play this year. <laughs> okay. They come out the first day, and then you never see them again. Um, so we want to make sure guys are bought in. They're committed. It's rigorous. It's really hard. Um, a lot of college programs do those same types of things. Um, but we know at the end of it that I can go, I, I can coach these guys. Right. Like I can coach this group of kids. They're willing to do that. I can coach them. They're going to let me coach them hard. I'm sure those kids are cursing that program right now. Just as they got done been, with it. Yeah. Just as they got yeah. done with it. They're they, like, okay. Yeah. No practice. Yeah. I know. Oh, uh, yeah. It, that, it, it literally was, as you know, we went Friday and then mm -hmm. Sunday they got told there's no. Yeah, you're no, ready yeah, to, right. To start practice on Monday. Yeah, and you encourage them to stay in shape, and they're mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, <laughs> I just did that for what two weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. No, no, thank you. Yeah. What's What's more fun for you as, as a coach, practice or games? Uh, preparation is certainly more fun to me. I I, I enjoy practice um, f far more than the games because I have a control of it, right? <laughs> Um, but I enjoy the preparation. I enjoy scouting. I enjoy watching other teams and breaking down and putting and giving ourselves what I think is a plan to be most successful. That's the, the aspect of the game that I certainly enjoy the most is the preparation. So, you, I mean, you've been around, you said 20, this would be your 23rd year whenever yeah. it gets started. 
you don't see that a lot in the area nowadays. I mean, we just had Ryan Mullins from PH retire from uh, step down from football, and he'd been there what 13, 14 years, and we were like, that's a long time. So being over two decades yourself. You, you just don't see that as much anymore. I mean, Dennis always says when he first got here, everyone had been coaching for 20-some years. Now it's kind of, I don't want to say a novelty, but not not as common as it used to be. Do you kind of take a pride with that, knowing that Cardinal Mooney will always, like you can go to a Cardinal Mooney game and see you on the on the sideline? Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's um, something I'm extremely proud of with our program. I mean, I, I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, they just can't find anybody crazy enough to take the job <laughs> except for me. Um but, no, I'm, it, Carter Mooney's been in my family and kind of in our blood. Uh, I told you my older brother was my high school coach. Right. My sister uh, is, was the Hall of Fame girls coach for 25 years before she retired. The only reason she retired is because her boys are in high school, played for me now. Her son, Daniel, was our, is our school's all-time leading scorer, went on to play collegiately. Her son, middle son, Kevin, is a senior right now, and her uh, youngest son, Brian, is a freshman in our program. So, um kind of learned a lot from her, you know, and how she approached her program. Her team had been in two or three state championships, Final Fours, quarterfinals was right. a regular occurrence. How how important is it that you have the family lineage and that you have a special time and you see it all in the air? You see Eric Shunk at Marysville, Marion Stewart at Port Huron. You just see these guys that, you know, went there, grew up there, and it just kind of is a little more important to them since it's been in their blood their entire life. Yeah, I mean, it, all those guys will tell you that it's important for them for for the success of their program and for their kids because they have a different affinity for it than you do uh, if you're a coach that doesn't have that deep-rooted tie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's something for me personally, um, we all played there. I have, I have three other siblings. We all played, I have two sisters and a brother. We all played at Cardinal Mooney. Uh, Three out of four of us came back and coached at Cardamone, and my oldest sister, Kathy's son, Drew, was the point guard on that state finals mm-hmm. team. So uh, we're deep-rooted there, and, and it, to be able to have, you know, when you've got three coaches in the family, there's quite a few of discussions on philosophy, <laughs> how to handle kids, uh, those types of things. To be able to call both my sister, who's a Hall of Fame coach, and my older brother, who I, who's probably the best coach I ever had as a mm-hmm. player, and ask their opinion and get an honest answer – not what we think coach wants to mm-hmm. hear. I get an honest answer. Oftentimes I don't agree with, <laughs> um, but to be able to get that feedback is really important. Now, I was, I was going to say, because it was, I was actually going to bring it up in, in the last segment, but the boys have kind of had to walk hand in hand with the girls program at Mooney and the girls program, as good as you guys have been, the girls program has been really good yeah. at Cardinal Mooney. Again, I think one of the better kept secrets For sure. in the area is how much they've actually won and all the success uh, that they've actually had. So bragging rights could be a motivation. Yeah, at the, yeah. The kitchen table. Every time I run into Mick McCabe, he tells me to say, "Tell, <laughs> tell hi to the best coach in the family, your sister Susan." <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it, it is, but it's good competitiveness for mm-hmm. us, right? Like we've learned a lot from each other. We're also very competitive, but we support one another. I, I think the tone. When my sister Susan was coaching there, was set for both because a lot of times you can run into that with student athletes too, right? You get this. Well, it's all about the girls' team, or it's mm-hmm. all about the boys' team, or it's all about this because they're more successful. So prior to the seasons flipping and being in the same season, um, those of you in the room that might be old enough to remember, the seasons used <laughs> to be in mm-hmm. the fall basketball. Oh, yeah. I was the girls' assistant coach in the fall, and the head coach for the boys in the winter. My sister was the head coach for the girls and the assistant boys coach. Uh, so when you have that kind of synergy and you see the coaches are working together, mm-hmm. student athletes certainly start to cheer for each other, um, you know, and, and wish that, and root for the success of each program. 
Do you use the fact that maybe I know he says you're the best kept secret that Cardinal Mooney? I don't want to say isn't in the forefront of everyone's minds, and that you've had all this success, and that maybe you kind of play the hey, make sure everyone knows about us card, like the make Cardinal Mooney a household name. You're having all this success, like you said, quarterfinal, state final, things that other prominent programs in the area haven't done. How much do you play into that, into motivating your kids uh, throughout the year? Yeah, I mean, I, that's a motivating factor for us all year long, mm -hmm. right? The, 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 we, we play the part of the little tiny engine that could. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you about that. We go into schools, and I've had teams where, you know, we'll go play a, a much bigger school, and they'll turn around and see us warming up, and they think they're playing an eighth-grade team, and then all of a sudden we come out and we can play, and mm -hmm. it catches them by surprise. So, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to have a chip on our shoulder. We want to be the small we, we want our kids to have that right if your coach has mm -hmm. it and your coaches have it and they're ready to compete and play against anybody and prove themselves that's one thing that has kept me motivated over the last 23 years is constantly having to prove my program and i enjoy that i enjoy going to a class a school and competing or winning um, we walked in in 2010 i'll go back to that team the, th the one of the games to me that i was like all right we're pretty special here at the end of the season is we walked into redford thurst in a class a school at the time who was really good they beat our jv by like 50 we come out, they're staring at us, and we win by 15. And it's just one of those things where it's like we want to go in and play big schools and prove that we can compete. It's one of the things that's motivated our kids, our program, and when nobody wants to get embarrassed, right? Right. I can go play a school that isn't as good as us and win by 50 and look great and have a great record every right. single year, but that's not going to get us anywhere. It's not going to get our kids anywhere in life. Right, because I think if Cardinal Mooney or if any other school besides Cardinal Mooney had the, the resume – that you've had over the past decade, we'd be talking about them like they were a premier program, yeah, best I mean, in the area. It, it's kind of nice to fly under the radar sometimes, but at the end of the day when you work so hard and you accomplish so much, you, you want to get your accolades, you, you, especially for the kids. You want people to say, hey, these kids did a great job and say yeah. their names. I, I will tell you in this area um, – you know, all the way back from Jim Weimer and mm -hmm. everybody through to now to Brandon, the Times, Times Herald has done a phenomenal job of giving our kids the credit that they deserve, uh, including them in all of the accolades and equal amount of press that they've mm -hmm. gotten that the bigger schools get. So I will say in this area we've been fortunate to have a, a newspaper that sees our the importance of our program or how good we are, right, to cover us um, and give equal coverage to us, a, a small school as they do to, a, you know, a Class A school in the area. But, yeah, you want, you want your kids – but the best way to get recognized is play on bigger stages, mm -hmm. right? It's why we want to get to Callahan Hall and play in a championship like we did last year because every other school wants to be there, and we're there. It's right. the reason we want to get out of a district and into a regional. You get those accolades when you're one of the only teams left playing. Yeah, they don't have a choice yeah, for right? you. <laughs> Who's still playing in the area? Cardinal Winnie. Well, where are they playing at? Yep. <laughs> yep. It's uh, good stuff. And then uh, I think I mentioned it when Kenny Semmelsberger – was on too. It's unfair in high school that most people judge your school based on the football program. Yeah, and, and Mooney's football program has struggled for the last decade. Um, where and and then they kind of ignore the other things. They're like, oh, Mooney, they they, they stunk at football, so they don't have any athletes there. And uh, then every other sport, they have athletes. Yeah, yeah. I will. T I will tell you. You know, one of the things in areas that we've worked with, our, our football coaches have done a great job of getting more interest in that program and getting some of those athletes to come into the program. It's hard to get them to come in if they don't their freshman and sophomore year, right? We've got a number of athletes in the building right now who are juniors and seniors who we've tried to push and push and push, but they've done a really good job the last couple of years of getting those younger guys in, and I think the program's going to turn the corner here in the next year or so because those younger athletes, as you know, as we spoke earlier, I can go to – 
Port Huron High or Port Huron Northern with freshmen and sophomores and get beat by 30, but I'm going to walk out of there. Mm-hmm. Do that in football? <laughs> better yeah. have the, better have so the entire ambulance staff on yeah. on call. Yeah, a little, little bit different yeah. uh, there. All right, we'll take uh, our final break, and then we'll uh, come back and do one last segment with Coach Mike McAndrews from Cardinal Mooney. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Brady and uh, Mike McAndrews from Marine City Cardinal uh, Mooney, uh, the uh, boys basketball coach there for, the, well, only the last 23 years. <laughs> you, you know what, Coach? Um, like, I look and feel old these days. You do not look old to me. You do not look like a guy that's been <laughs> coaching basketball for the last 23 years. I started when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all honesty, uh, uh, I did start with the ripe old age of 22. Got the wow. head varsity job at 22. Um, 22 turning 23 that season. So I had a, I had a guy, uh, Jim Benoyne, who's a retired um, he was our softball coach at Cardinal Mooney, our athletic director for years, won our school's only state championship in girls softball, uh, and then went over and taught and was a principal in the Richmond Community Schools until he recently retired. He took a chance on me at 22 years old. There were other applicants. Um, he took a chance on me just because he thought I'd stick around. He thought some of the other applicants. That was a good, that was a good guess. Yeah, right? He thought some of the other applicants. And, and oftentimes at a small school, not just Cardamone, that job is a stepping stone to a bigger job for a lot, for a lot of coaches, right, mm-hmm. that are looking to uh, wet their whistle in coaching and get started with a varsity job on their resume. Um, and oftentimes it is. We've seen that in some of the turnover in some of our other sports consistency kind of pays off, but he took a chance on me at 22 um, and changed my life um, to be able to coach at my alma mater. Okay, so you're, you're 20, not only are you 22, but you're replacing uh, Dave Jackson, mm-hmm. who's... Uh, my brother. I mean, yeah, yeah. Actually replacing my brother. Yeah, So, but, but I mean, you, you go into gyms around the area, yeah. and, and there's a guy's name on the floor. Yeah. Because he's legend. Yeah, we, um, we play in that event in his honor every yeah. year. That, that's got to be a little intimidating. It is, but or did you not have time to think about it? No, it is, but he's one of the reasons I got the job. He called Jim Benoit and said, "Hire this. You, you won't be, you know, won't be sorry you hired this kid." Um, and prior to his death, I had weekly conversations with him or monthly conversations with him. He was my coach, right? Mm-hmm. He's what I called coach. I was fortunate enough to speak at his retirement party, um, and then subsequently, unfortunately, he spoke at his uh, his funeral as well. Um, but it wasn't intimidating me because of my relationship with him. Right, he made. He's the one that made me want to be a coach. Him and my older brother were the reasons I wanted to get into coaching. My intention after playing in college was to go home and help my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and he had just so happened to get out of it because of his work requirements. He started to travel a lot with work. He wasn't a teacher, um, so kind of was the perfect storm for me to get into into coaching as a head coach. So you mentioned this earlier, I think, in the first segment, um, how hard that conversation was when you had to tell your seniors last year that the tournament was postponed or whatever was going on, canceled. Um, right now, how are the kids handling it? Because it's even with the ones that were football kids, the start stop there, the you know, like you said, you went through the toughest part, at least physically, of getting ready for the basketball season, your conditioning, and then they got the rug pulled out from underneath them. How are the kids handling it mentally as well? I mean, you, physically you can stay in shape, but the not knowing when they're going to start, how are they mentally handling this whole thing? Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Uh, I worry about student-athletes in this age break. I worry about their mental health mm-hmm. more than I worry about anything. Um, you know, I, I think there's a safe way to do it. I think Mark Ewell has done an amazing job at the state in, t- in, in putting that data to, in front of the governor. Um, they chose to ignore it, in my opinion. Um, but our kids are safer with us and the restrictions right. that we're going to put in place. These kids are playing. They're mm-hmm. going to find a place to play, and they're playing. And it's not – you can't convince me that it's a safer environment than what we can put them in. Um, 
the data that we have as a school proves that there's not transmission in our school, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have enough safety precautions in place that there's no proof of, of transmission. They're all getting it at home or outside. Now we're just giving them more time to do that. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't make much sense to me. But yes, they're frustrated. Um, I worry about their emotional health. We had a Zoom meeting. We have one once a week. I encourage them to continue to get out and move and send me videos and pictures of them working out because I think the more physical activity they get, the better it is for their mental health. Well, at least with football, when it stopped or they paused or they didn't know, you, can, you it was warm enough, you can go outside. You could get a quarterback and a receiver together to go do stuff. It's hard to get into a gym. The weather's not really cooperating. How hard is it for these kids that if they don't have a place to go shoot or a place to work out for them to stay physically active? Yeah, it's really difficult. It really is. And I, I told them in this meeting, I don't care if it's go for a walk outside, put a head on, bundle up, go for a walk. You need to get – it's good for your mental health. I'm, I, I'm very concerned about that for this particular age bracket. Um, the pandemic has been hard for all of us, mm -hmm. right? It's extremely hard for high school kids because of the socialization. I mean, that's why we went yeah, to high school, right? right? Like socializing and being with our peers. Um, yeah, seeing everybody was the only thing that made it tolerable. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> you, you know, and then when you talk about athletes – the student-athlete experience for a lot of kids, whether they're athletes or not, and being at athletic events is a humongous part of the high school experience for, for kids 15 to 18. It's mm -hmm. huge, and they're not getting it right now. So I, I'm, I'm really worried about their mental health. Uh, I hope they get an opportunity to do it. But, yeah, it's affecting them. Well, and you talked about this, too, how sometimes you have to take freshmen and sophomores and kind of build them up. For people that aren't in athletics and never went through it, they don't realize that it's not a four-month uh, affair for them, or even if you count, or six months. It's a years-long process to get to the point where they feel that they can really win things. Like, uh, if you had a fresh, uh, one of the seniors last year, if they came up as a freshman, they were building to that moment for four years. And then it gets taken away, or a senior this year has been building to it for years. So it's not like, okay, oh, they lost four months out of the year. It's something that you know, we talk about athletics, how you learn to grow to a bigger goal, how long-term goal setting, how that just kind of the, the finale of it is taken out. Yeah, I mean, we've got two senior captains coming back this year, mm -hmm. both who are, were starters for us last year. Um, and I, I'm extremely worried about them because there have been – there are two kids that have been in my program since they were – one since they were a freshman, the other one has played for me since they were a sophomore. And it's been this cult – cultivation of building them, building them, mm -hmm. building them, and this was supposed to be the culmination of all that work, and now they don't get an opportunity to prove it. Um, so I, I, I worry about them. I hope at some point they get an opportunity to compete, no matter what that looks like. I think if you told them they had to play in a hazmat suit right <laughs> now, they'd do it. <laughs> I mean, that's how starving they are for some sort of competition. Um, so I, I hope they get the opportunity to do it. But, yeah, there's that whole process of building up to that. I was empathetic to the class of 2020 and those nine seniors mm -hmm. I had, but I said at that point, if this thing continues, 21 could have it worse. Yeah, uh, it'll be weird if at some point we actually get back to normal. Yeah. That'll actually seem yeah. odd to us yeah. for a little while until we get into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, – well, I mean, it is what it is, and we have to deal with it. And safety first. I, I, I get where they're coming from. These are kids because a lot of people go, oh, the hypocrisy. I watched a Pistons preseason game over the weekend. I watched Michigan and Michigan State basketball games uh, over the weekend. Why can't the high school kids play? And they'll always come back with, well, we're talking about high school kids. We've got to keep them safe. But I agree with you. The safest bet for them. Well, you're talking about money. Well, yeah, yeah the collegiate level, yeah. they're testing every day and those types of things. I understand that, too. 
but e- even even still, are it, they like safer said, with the it, same they're, group they're, of fifteen kids every mm-hmm. single day and their same coach every day, or and are they being, safer and, going to play pickup with thirty kids exactly, they've never been around? Exactly, because I know there are places that have basketball leagues going on for right sure. Now. There, whether it's above water or not, that's happening, and I know that is fact. For that sure. there are people going from young ages to older ages. Just open your Twitter app. It's yeah. everywhere, right? Like, yeah. they're playing. It's not, And it's not that hidden either. No. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, crazy. But how do you see this, I guess, return to play or start playing uh, for you guys basketball? Whether, I mean, the, the pause or whatever you want to call it is supposed to end on the 20th. Um, even if it ends there, that the, the – brings up the problem of Christmas and New Year's and the holiday season. Um, when do you see yourself getting back on a court for practice, and when do you see t- you tipping off your first game? Ideally, I'd like to see her say, hey, we've got some proof, more proof from the MHSA. Mm-hmm. The rep council is supposed to meet again, I believe, on the 18th or something prior mm-hmm. to the, to the um, expiration of this ex- extension. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to see them do is open it up for us to be able to be in this little pod, right? Like mm-hmm. you call them their learning pods or their sports pods and put us in our gym for a month and let us practice. Um, and you can do it over. Perfect time is to do it while they're not in school, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're on, everybody's on Christmas break and, and New Year's break. Or, and then best case scenario would be to see how that works out. And then maybe we're playing games by mid-January. You know, and if you extend the state tournament just a little bit, baseball goes and spring sports go out a couple weeks, and that way, you know, the question still becomes, what do you do with football? Those are the kids right now I feel the worst for, is kids that were still competing in a state tournament that don't get any final closure on that. Yeah, and and I don't see at this point how they can can do that. I think football is lost. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, what do you do, start up in the spring practice? I mean – Like, you know, if you had to, like, if your state tournament got cut off and you had to come back in, let's say, May or June and do it, you could do it. It would take a week or two to get back in shape and back doing it, but you could do it and do it safely and get the rest of the tournament done in a week or so. Yeah. Football, to get back into that shape, no. that takes months. For sure. That's and why tackling. You have, yeah, that's why yeah. you have summer workouts. Injuries, all that stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I just, yeah, you're right. I don't see a way that football finishes. And, yeah, and you need just to play the games that are left, you need three weeks. For sure. That's not even like it's not negotiable, right? Yeah. For it. It's you need three weeks to finish the games that they have left. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kids right now that I feel the, the you know the mm-hmm. the most for because there are teams out there that had aspirations of hosting up a champion a state championship trophy. Well, uh, you you saw I mean I Darren Letson from Marine. City. I was going to say was, look yeah, yeah he uh, he didn't mince words. No, he was not <laughs> happy, and I don't blame him because I mean we talk about the players, but you know as a coach the amount of time and sacrifices that coaches make. I mean, it's not just a Monday through Friday thing in the fall for football coaches. Mm -hmm. On Saturdays, they're breaking down film. Sundays, they're breaking down film. They take time away from their families to do all this. And like you said, with the breakthrough of the kids, they make a breakthrough. They see these kids grow, Mm -hmm. and they see them reach their potential. They want what's best for them, too. I'm sure if you ask Coach Letson or any coach for up in Ubley, you go to North Branch, any of those coaches, they say they want to see the kids get it because they've worked so hard and they've done everything asked of them. For sure. I mean, it, all of us are in this for the kids, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it, And to, to think that the data that the MHSA put out wasn't accurate and that there's proof that they weren't spreading this virus – especially when you're talking about football, right? It's an outdoor sport. They were willing to concede no fans. Right. Like, no revenue for the MHSA. They were about to say, hey, yeah. we'll lose money so yes. that our kids can finish what they deserve to finish. 
I think that speaks volumes. When you're talking about uh, an entity like the MHSA saying, hey, we'll wash our hands of making money on this just so our kids can finish. Um, and to have a, a blind eye drawn to that is it's hard for me to, to, to understand. And the other part of it, too, is with each week, you lessen the number of kids who are actually playing. Because Correct. every week you're, you're cutting the number in half. And volleyball could have got done in a week. Yes. And swimming had one meet left. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like even uh, – like yeah, football doesn't finish. I understand that you could probably still finish volleyball and swimming. Mm-hmm. But swimming, again, is another sport that it takes a long time to get into competitive For sure. shape, get your lungs right. It's not – you can't just. It's pick not up like and you play. have access to a pool and just jump right. in, right? Yeah, you can't go say. for a jog. It's not the same, right? No, the the cardio, the just everything to do with swimming. That's one of the toughest sports, yeah. just physical wise, because it takes every everything you have. All right, uh, coach, you want any last words? No, I appreciate you guys uh, having me out. I really enjoy listening to you guys and what you've Thank done you. for uh, sports in the area. Another avenue for our student athletes and our coaches. So keep up the great work, guys. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, we'll be at a Cardinal Mooney game sometime in the coming months. I'm, I'm hoping sooner can, than later. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, we can only hope. I mean, it's December 14th right now. Hopefully, this time next week, you're in a gym getting ready and getting your kids ready for a basketball game. Yep, and hopes on the horizon. Hopefully, with this the vaccine that got shipped hey, out first yesterday, person so. got it today. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Yep. Uh, and we'll have another guest. Yes, we will. Is that you, – You're is called. That, do you want to say – booked? Do you want to – it is booked. Okay. <laughs> Becky Gilbert will join us because we haven't talked any girls basketball. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, we need to do that because they were 20-1 and one last year mm-hmm. and might be even better yeah. this year. <laughs> they're, they're loaded. So that's a team that we really want to get the season going so that mm-hmm. we can watch them – uh, play uh, a lot and uh, and deep into it, we hope. Yes. All right, so uh, join us again on a Wednesday again. Uh, thanks a lot, Mike, and it was good to finally meet you after Same uh, here. all these uh, years because, um, again, uh, Cardinal Mooney, a lot better than a lot of people know, and it's uh, well past time that we uh, made sure people knew about that. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, and uh, that uh, will do it for another edition of uh, the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.